Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of This Is Just My Opinion. <laughs> I'm your lovely host, Cassandra, aka Cassie. And of course, I got my other lovely co-host, Miss Shayna, aka Shay Shay. How you doing, boo? I am good. Oh, oh yeah. So I'm the only one that can call her Shay Shay. So Stacy, my cousin Stacy, I know you're you're listening. So yeah, that's my friend. <laughs> so I just had to put that out there because I don't want people commenting calling you Shay Shay, and that's you know that's my nickname for you. But anyway, so what are we talking about today? We are talking about boundaries. Yes, ma'am. Boundaries. So we had been having a conversation about parental boundaries mm-hmm. and the boundaries that our parents be liking to cross and, and trying to, as adults, set healthy boundaries with them, um, even though it might be perceived as being rude mm-hmm. and how you how you got to stand 10 toes down up in that. All right. Uh, to make sure <laughs> that you know you're honoring your own your own needs and wants, and sanity. Um, and sa- yes, insanity and mental <laughs> health. Yes, for sure. While um, you know, trying to be present with your family. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, I'm sh- well. For me, because you live solo dolo, but. Um, I was tested with the whole concept of boundaries ever since this pandemic, you know? So before the pandemic, I stayed in Staten Island by myself and just kind of went back and forth between Staten Island and my family's house. But when the pandemic happened, I had to move in with my family, you know? So that whole concept of boundaries is like non-existent. (laughs) so and I think we talked about it in our um, first generation video how our backgrounds our family our culture is more community um Mm -hmm. whereas like the American society as we know it is more individualized so my family kind of takes that and runs with it (laughs) so what that means is Sometimes not setting those healthy boundaries have caused challenges for us. During the pandemic, I had to move in with my family because one of my uncles came and moved back to the place I was staying at in Staten Island. So, yeah, that whole experience was a bit challenging. And it just reminded me that, you know, culturally, you know, we go above and beyond for one another. Um, to a point where we sometimes ignore our own, you know, um, needs, like mental needs. So I think it was very much tested during the pandemic because aside from working from home, I always tell Shay Shay, I don't have a lot of friends, so I don't do much out, which is fine. You know, that's my introverted side. So I was in the house for quite a bit of some time. And let me tell you, I've never wanted to choke slam <laughs> or <laughs> I'm dead ass. I never wanted to choke slam a grown woman before. 
until I did now. And I grew up with these people, but it's just, I love my family. I do. But I know that boundaries is something I absolutely need to deal with some of their communication issues, but it's a process. So um, this is a very important issue um, subject for me. I actually got referred to reading this book. I need to get the name of the author. My apologies, I can't remember it right now, but um, it really touches on a lot of the core, like, um, benefits of setting healthy boundaries. And although, you know, I was referred to it by like someone from my church, shout out to Lynn. Um, but, um, it more, it gives a lot of, um, scripture references, but I think anybody can utilize them because they're just, you know, good pieces to incorporate in your everyday life. So what would you say, like, is some ways you can set boundaries for what we were talking about with our parents, kind of maybe, especially in our adulthood, like, how do we, like, really establish those boundaries? To um, I think a way that I have, <laughs> so... As you know, I don't, I, me and my dad don't really talk right now mm-hmm. um, because of an issue that arose during the pandemic Lovato, during this pancake panzered salmon. Um, <laughs> pandemic, <clears throat> that's what she means. But go ahead. So, <laughs> you know, we had, it was a lot of words exchanged and a lot, I did not like the way that he was speaking to me. Um, and had it been some little nappy head boy, somebody little, little dusty son, Mm -hmm. my dad would have flipped the fuck out Mm -hmm. and probably would have tried to kill that man. Had they been talking to me the way he was talking to me. So for me, the way in which I saw the boundary was like, look, I don't appreciate how you're talking. Like I let it be known that I didn't appreciate it. I felt like I felt disrespected and I'm going to address the disrespect. And because I'm being disrespected, you do you no longer have access to me in the way that you want it. Um, he has reached out occasionally um, in the last few months, but he has not apologized for the way that he spoke to me or what he said. Um, so I've maintained my distance. Um, and I think that even if it hurts or even if it feels uncomfortable, that's one thing about setting boundaries that you have to, boundaries are about self-respect. So Mm -hmm. when you know how you want to be respected and how you want yourself to be treated and how you treat yourself, you teach others how to treat you. Mm -hmm. So when you're like, I'm not going to be disrespected or talk to in any kind of manner, regardless of who that person is, even if it's a parent, you have to be able to say, I don't like the way you're treating me. I don't like um, I don't like that. And mm-hmm. because I wouldn't let my friends treat me like that. I wouldn't let a stranger treat me like that. Oh, why in the hell would I let my parents, the person who raised me, treat me like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's really about understanding, I think, the way in which you want to be treated um, and the way you want to treat yourself, the way that you expect yourself to be treated. Mm-hmm. And... I, I love how you say it's um, something like out of like self-respect for yourself to set those boundaries. Um, I do find a challenge with that though, because 
I, you know, how you and your dad, you know, don't live in the same area. Mm -hmm. So honestly, you don't have to deal with him if you don't really have to, you know. Um, So you guys both have your separate lives, but it becomes a challenge when you're kind of intertwined in each other's life because you need to be. Um, Mm -hmm. So I face a, a little bit you know, challenge with that because although, yes, I can set my boundaries, you know, however, you know, there's always going to be times where it's, you know, behaviors are reverted. And Mm -hmm. like, so when is it too much? Like when is like enough is, is enough, even though, you know, your your lives have to be in line in some way or another because it does affect the bigger picture. But how do you, like, figure out how to, like, really set those boundaries when you're in, you know, and this could go for, like, if you're married or in relationships. Like, there's there needs to be healthy boundaries, you know, with your kids. You know, there needs to be some healthy boundaries. But um, how do you, like, really incorporate that and enforce it. I think when, it's really hard, especially when you live with someone, especially when that person is a parent, <laughs> like to uphold, like you can set the boundaries and you could say, this is my boundaries, but it's really hard to uphold them when mm-hmm. it's really happening. And like, in order to keep your mental space somewhat calm, you can't address every instance mm-hmm. where your boundaries mm-hmm. are being crossed. Like, but at, at the same time, it's like, how do you, you have to address the issue, the bigger issues, um, especially when it's a pattern. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, so then, <laughs> like, how do you get people to then, without literally saying, like, I did where I was like, I'm going to just leave. I'm going to leave. You ain't got to worry about me. Mm-hmm. Oh, you ain't got to worry about me. <laughs> I was like, like, block, blah, 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 blah. And that's what I was going to say. I was like, you know, I think that's the only thing you do truly have control over. It's like, you could set the bar, but at the end of the day, people, you can't control people's actions, essentially. Mm-hmm. So you can't prevent them from talking to you crazy. You could, <laughs> you can't tell them like how to treat you a certain way. So what do you do at that point is what you said, you know, you get up and leave or you just. Like I'll set the boundary. I'll tell you what my standard is mm-hmm. and like. But it don't matter. Either sometimes. you already know what the standard is or I'm re- like, you got one chance for me to reiterate that standard or me to tell you, like if we're meeting or we're close or whatever, and this has been a pattern. And I'm like, look, you know, I really don't like that. Mm-hmm. You are really comfortable disrespecting me. I don't like that. Um, yeah, you got one chance. One. Before I'm like, so like I told you, like I did to homeboy that I don't talk to anymore. Mm-hmm. That I was very, very close to. I was like, so if you continue to talk to I, I literally caught like my voice got so calm. And I was like, if you continue to talk to me in this manner, I'm going to have to hang up the phone. And we will no longer be having any conversations because mm-hmm. you're not gonna talk to me cash crazy and think that we're gonna be cool. So he kept he kept barking like a dog. And I was like, oh, that's my cue. Bye. <laughs> Hang up. Exit. <laughs> Again. But it's a lot easier when you're never... not in that person's face. Mm-hmm. But I like, you know, the cutoff happened. And then we have not talked since. And again, 
even after that argument, I didn't really have a problem with him. I was just like, look, I really need to step back and we're just not as cool as we used to be. I don't think we're really friends anymore. I got all the love for you, but I don't hate you. So, you know, our birthdays are around the same time. I've hit him up for his birthday, never said anything. I was like, I don't really understand why you're mad because I called you out. Like I held you accountable Mm -hmm. and you just didn't like what I said. So for, for me, I'm one of those, you can get blocked. You can be deleted. You can be removed expeditiously from my life. I've given you enough chances to be respectful. However, in your case, I think that you've done the best that you can where it's like, this is what I want. This, <laughs> this is what I need you to do. This is what I want. And then when you re- when the behaviors are reverted back to you, you still address it. And you're like, look, I, I'm going to keep telling you this, but short of kicking your mama out your house <laughs> or packing up all your shit moving in the middle of the night, <laughs> like, I don't know what you can do. Cause like, that would be me. I'd be like, oh, like I said, you ain't got to worry about me. So and I'm going to have that little stick with the little <laughs> scarf. You ain't going to see me again. <laughs> I'm going to get my, you ain't got to worry about me. I'm, I'm gone. I can't, but it's true. I mean, it's not every situation you can't like run for it. So that's not like a universal, um, you know, answer for everything. But um, I mean, in your case, that was easy, especially when you're dealing with guys. Like it's easy to just hang up and keep it pushing. We're not professionals, by the way, guys. So you know, this is just kind of an open discussion of like how we deal with, you know, setting boundaries or the challenges in that. Um, but, you know, I definitely think it's important. Um, how do you feel like it impacts our mental health overall? So, like I said before, it's an act of self-respect to, so like if you're constantly just brushing things under the rug or um just being like I'm gonna just let this go for my peace of mind like are you really at peace because you still if you're still thinking about it like you you avoided an argument because you didn't want to have a like aggressive altercation or verbal you know sparring or whatever with somebody but you're still thinking about it it's like did you really gain any peace from it did you really avoid anything um avoid the confrontation that you didn't want to have like because at the end of the day they don't know anything is bothering you and you're just having an internal monologue about how you feel disrespected mm-hmm. and how you didn't like this or that um it keeps I you from your peace hmm? i say it keeps you from your peace essentially yeah so i think that in those moments if you're at a point where you're like, I just want to like, I don't want to have this argument or have this discussion now. I feel like it's okay to pull someone aside and say like, we need to talk or like send them a message to be like, Hey, I would like to talk to you when things have cleared or we're not in the moment that we're in, or, you know, in a, in a day be like, look, I really didn't like that you did X, Y, Z and address it then. Um, you don't necessarily have to always have a conversation right at the time that something is bothering you. Mm -hmm. But I think that not, not maintaining boundaries, I think you lose a sense of self Mm -hmm. and you, like I said, um, 
it fucks with your peace, your your internal peace, because you're constantly mad, but nobody know why you mad because mm-hmm. you you don't address it. So you have to be willing to stand up for yourself and yeah. tell people that you don't like something. Yeah, and I think overall it makes me personally anxious. Um, I think you know, growing up, obviously. You know, when you're a kid, sometimes you're not allowed to say you have boundaries. So mm-hmm. I, you ever like, you know, were with your family and you meet like a distant relative that maybe you met one time when you were a baby, which you don't even mm-hmm. remember. And you are uncomfortable, but you're still kind of told to hug or mm-hmm. <laughs> And I'm just thinking like if I'm, you know, when I become a parent, like. You know, if my daughter or my son, like, visibly look very uncomfortable, like, will I still, you know, have them, you know, greet their parents because it's good etiquette or, you know, like, the perception that, you know, from everybody would be negative towards me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it gets a little tricky um, when you really kind of peel back the layers but I just know like for me when that was really unacceptable the other thing was being disciplined um mm-hmm. did you get your butt whoop <laughs> your like I said my mama my mama don't remember she she swear up and down she ain't never whooped me before and I'm like oh, mama <laughs> ma'am it's funny they don't remember, but you clearly remember. Ma'am, I remember one time you told me you were going with me so bad um, until my butt turned red and I couldn't sit down. And she was like, I never said that. I was like, yes, you fucking did. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> I remember that clearly. And then, then um, she was like, that must have been your other mother. I'm like, what other mother, Michelle? <laughs> Michelle, what you mean? Yeah. What other mother? But, never but I was just gonna say with the whoopings, um, I got whooped by my mom, but I also got whooped by like some of her siblings, like my aunts and uncles. Um back then, obviously you don't think nothing of it, but when I'm older, I'm just like, bruh, like some of the reason why I get some of these crazy people coming at me is because they just probably felt like they could do whatever they want to me when I was younger. And I was like, where was the boundary set with that? So, I mean, does that make sense? Like, like for me, I don't know if that would be something I would incorporate in my parenting is allowing such and such to discipline my kids. But um, it's just interesting. Like, just I think being, that if you personally have said like if you've decided that you're going to do a certain style of parenting, mm-hmm. um, you're like, we don't believe in hitting our kids. Then somebody else was like, we be like, I said, we don't believe in hitting our kids. So you're going, that is when you set the boundary, like you're going to respect me and how I want to raise my children. And you're going mm-hmm. to respect my child. And they're like, just because they're a small human, they're learning how to mm-hmm. regulate their emotions. They're learning how to do certain things and they're still, they're still, you know, a person and you're, they have boundaries, even though, you know, people don't treat children, <laughs> don't often treat children as if they, um, like they are, are autonomy, so. yeah, like 
kids. So I'm like, you can discipline them. You could definitely tell them about themselves, but you're not going to put any hands on them. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. That's and I just think it's just important when, you know, a kid is young to teach them those healthy boundaries because it definitely rolls over to like your relationships, like um, your um, romantic relationships, your work relationships, um, your friendships. So it's it's just important for them to know that they it's okay for them to speak up if there there needs to be some sort of boundary set. What would you say is like most important when it comes to like other relationships? We talked a lot about parent children, romantic relationships, friendships, um, work relationships, like you and your colleagues or your boss. Again, I feel like, especially us as black women, um, we're told that we're being aggressive, like the tone of our voice, we're tone policed, we are, um, the way in which we handle situations, the way which we act as women, um, we're told that we're, re- we're being emotional. Um, so I think I, <laughs> if, if y'all don't know, I'm directly aggressive. Like I, I she is. She will is. address shit straight on. Mm-hmm. So, um, in the past, if I've had an issue with, um, with a coworker, I tend, especially in the COVID times, cause we weren't in the office, we hadn't seen each other. I would send an email. So I had a, those angry emails, those little, um, passive aggressive emails. Mine Again, I'm not passive aggressive. I'm directly aggressive. I'm going to tell you straight up and I would CC your manager and mine. So they know exactly what the fuck is up. Oh, um, I kept it professional. So <laughs> one instance, um, one of my coworkers, he um, basically his position is side by side with me, but he, like we have these levels of uh, hiring. So I'm a level three, he was a level four, but his position worked side by side with mine. So he was asking me to do something that I had already done. And he didn't like how it was done and wanted me to fix it. And he was like trying to harass me to get me to do it, uh, do it again. Or like, this needs to be done because it was supposed to be done. Da, 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 da. And I was like, okay, mm, it was done then. You just didn't like how it was done. That's different than it not being done at all. Mm-hmm. One, two, I work with you, not for you. So you're going to watch how you talk to me. Mm-hmm. So that we can move forward in a professional manner. Like I said, I CC'd his manager and mine on that email. <laughs> my manager was like, I think you handled it perfectly. Mind <laughs> you, my manager is a black woman as well. So she was like, I think you handled it just fine. And I was like, thank you. I thought so too. Did he respond? <laughs> oh yeah, he was like, oh, I wasn't trying to, he's he backpedaled real quick. I wasn't trying to step on anybody's toes. Oh, you know, I, I wasn't trying to say that, you know, just get it done when you get a chance. And I was like, that's exactly what I'll be doing. Cause I have other things that I need to do as well that are a priority. And just because it's priority for you does not make it a priority for me because you waited till the last minute to get this fixed when I sent it to you one time. Facts. Well, so. well, there's I that. Mean, you can send a little nice, nasty <laughs> email. Huh? I said, you can send a little nice, nasty email like I did. I was like, I stayed professional, but I let him know point blank. Like, mm. we are co-workers. I am not your employee. So you're not going to keep demanding that I do shit when I do not work for you. My manager's name is 
<laughs> insert I will not tell, say her name here, but I was like, my manager's name is so-and-so and you are not her. Mm-hmm. So okay. Kelly saw it, didn't say not a damn thing. She ain't responded nothing. But um, I don't think I um ever really had to deal with any, you know, um unhealthy issues at work where it needed for me to set boundaries. But that's a good example. Um, for me, it's always been like relationships. <laughs> so, you know, when you first meet a guy and you're in that talking period, right, you to try to get to know them and, and um, see if, you know, your goals or whatever the goal of your friendship relationship, you want to make sure it aligns. Um, now for me, the, the main thing I would say was the biggest issue I had when I was younger was I'm this overly positive individual that wants to see the good in everybody. That's bullshit because, (laughs) um, by doing that, some clear red flags, now that I'm able to think straight you know, you ignore some really visible red flags, you know, so um, instead of addressing it right then and there, you kind of brushed it off, like, you know, you know, maybe it's not a big deal, or it won't be a big deal, but I'll do that. (laughs) Like, when you find some eyelashes on his bed on the first day, it's like, okay, well, Okay, okay. in that situation, friend, let's talk about it. Go on, let's talk about it, friend. Um, this is what this podcast is for. So, (laughs) in that situation, we're going to have a whole conversation, bitch. I would have had, I would have been taking pictures, I would have been cross referencing, like, honestly, Shay Shay, like, honestly, it was, I was just kind of like. I I just was ignorant and very passive at that time in my life. So literally, I just kind of brushed it off. I saw it. Okay. This was like your first time meeting him, right? Or like first time. Okay. We hung out. Yeah. This first time going to his house. So it's like Um, you haven't officially decided, hey, we are in a committed relationship or committed to mm -hmm. getting to know each other and only each other. And I get that where it's like, Oh, oh my God, I don't want to rock the boat, but don't be an easy going girl. Like, don't try to pretend to be low maintenance when you lo- not low maintenance, because I'm not low maintenance and I maintain it, okay? Don't do that. Um, so what I would have done in that situation, <laughs> my about me? No, I'm just in general. In, in general, way. okay. I'm like, in, ge- in general, not you specifically. No, I'm saying <laughs> in general, if you are if you are not a low maintenance person, if you're not easygoing, easy breezy, beautiful cover girl, don't pretend to and be they're that. They're not because, even low maintenance either. Like at the end of the day, they're not really getting to know you, and then you're not really deciding whether or not you like this person mm-hmm. in general. But in that situation, even though y'all were not. Um, Y'all were not committed. Y'all were not official, or exclusive, or anything like that. It still does. It still deserved a conversation. And I would have been like, "Hey, um, even if you didn't bring up the lashes, I'd have been like, so I don't know if you're talking to anybody else. I just wanted to see because I'm looking for this. This is what I'm looking for. This is the parameters of what I'm looking for. And I just want to know what you're looking for because if you're not looking for that, ain't no hard feelings. But we just don't need to talk anymore." Um, if you wanted to address the eyelashes, I, me being the person, if I, if like, if we were further along and we liked each other, like, liked each other, liked each other, if we were already like exclusive or something like that, my crazy bitch ass would have been like, Blop. so these lashes was in your bed, right? Um, 
I don't wear lashes because I, I don't know how to put those on. I <laughs> You can see me right now. No okay. lashes. Bloop, bloop. Um, I don't even know how to do lashes at that time. I don't know how to do but... lashes. So who lashes these in? Because <laughs> these are mine. Okay. I mean, I get it. I get it. So here was my thought process, honestly. So this was a guy that I met and, you know, dated for a few days. So by the time we, and that night we didn't do anything. Like we just literally hung out drunk and then fell asleep. And so when I woke up the next morning and I found that, I was like, kind of jokingly was like why like what you do with some lashes in your bed or whatever and we just kind of both laughed it off or just ignored it but later on that evening I went home I don't know I'm still not thinking about the lashes <laughs> like it wasn't a big deal to me at the time but he hits me up like texts me and was like um I had a good time with you you know I just want to address the lashes I'm sorry if that made you uncomfortable. I still would like to get to know you, you know, a bit more. It's not what you think and all this extra stuff. So he addressed it before I did. <laughs> and even at that time, I just wasn't thinking of it because I just, I don't know if I was, I just wasn't looking for anything serious at the time. Um, I mean, he ended up becoming my boyfriend and that was that whole toxic situation but um at the time it wasn't like I didn't prioritize it but it was a clear red flag from the jump that I should have just took into account even when I was like falling for him I don't know so (laughs) I say all this to say like go with your gut um first instinct and don't ignore it like you know, I think I was just in the moment, like, having fun. And so even though I saw that and it was like, what the f- like, what the fuck is this doing here? I still wanted to engage with him, so. I think that as we get older, we, I think we learn ourselves more and then we honor mm-hmm. our own matter- boundaries better. And I think, again, because the same way you asked who teaches us boundaries Mm -hmm. if we were told to disrespect our boundaries as children because you know our parents were like don't talk back or you know your bodily autonomy does not matter because I brought you into this world and I can take you out of it um which then leads to you know butt weapons and you having to hug relatives that you don't know or don't like um and feel uncomfortable with and other thing, you know, other stuff that we have to unlearn. So you, um, at that point in time, like we're still unlearning unhealthy, <laughs> unhealthy boundaries so that we can create healthy ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping that as we get older and we learn more about ourselves, that we can create healthier boundaries and make sure that we are, you know, staying within the lane that we want to stay in, like, you know, the way, the way in which we want to be respected um and that when the next generation uh or children that may come from our crotch fruit um i'm done <laughs> the crotch fruit of the next generation um because we it literally were breaking generational curses of things that yeah. we were we were taught and, and inherently um thought was okay and like now that we're realizing that's not okay or that's not how i want to 
um, that's not how I want to treat myself and that's not how I want my children to be treated, that when we're teaching them, hey, you can tell mommy or daddy, I didn't like that you did that. Um, you got to be respectful when you do it. You need to learn how to do it. But you can say, I don't like that or I don't want to do that. Um, and, you know, it's not going to, there's not going to be a punishment or there's not going to be a consequence. Um, then those children will like, because they've learned how to address situations within their own home, they can then go and go to work and have healthy boundaries, um, go to school. And, you know, if a teacher talks, talking to them cash crazy, if uh, another student is talking to them cash crazy, like they can actually handle that situation um, better. And then I think it creates more trust. So. No, I agree. Um, I definitely think establishing boundaries early on in life is, you know, critical to your future relationships and how you handle um, certain dynamics. Um, you know, I'm 30 something. So, <laughs> you know, I'm still trying to figure out boundaries and, you know, learning them um, every single day. So, I don't think it's a process we ever like completely get and stop. <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. always going to be, we're going to be 80 year old, 80 years old, still setting up boundaries on how the nurse gives us our medication or something. So um, it's always going to be something that we're working on. So it's just important to prioritize it and prioritize your mental health. Cause you know, setting healthy boundaries is just critical. I know for me, it helps with my anxiety. And yeah, I just, I, I think overall it's, it's much needed. So. Um, I would say as a closing statement that if you have the resources or the capability to find a therapist or someone uh that you can talk to a licensed professional that you can talk to um, because a lot of the, the issues that we as adults have with boundaries definitely started when we were children Um, and creating healthier boundaries and learning how to have boundaries. There's a lot of books and resources that you can look into um, and read like Cassie mentioned, Um, but having someone whose job it is um, is to help unpack those those things that happened to you when we were growing up mm-hmm. um, and things that are still happening now and figuring out the pattern and figuring out, you know, better ways to implement, um, to create and implement boundaries and then uphold them um, long term. Yeah. Uh, they can create plans for you. They can, you know, give you homework. I've had therapists say, you know, I want you to do this. I want you to research this or read this book. Um, I want you to go talk to this family member and figure out how to do X, Y, Z. Um, if you cannot, um, talk to a therapist, I would say, look up your local library or Amazon and see, uh, books about setting boundaries and about, um, respecting those and setting them I agree and I will like I said I can't remember the name of the book I read um well 
the name is Boundaries. I can't remember the author. So um, I'll be sure, you know, once this um, gets published, we will attach the name of the book and the authors for anyone who is interested in reading it. And I highly recommend it. Um, has some really good tools in there. And like I said, um, the author does use um, the Bible scriptures as references, but it is, you can apply it whether you're a believer or not. So um, I just highly recommend everybody check that out. So, well, thank you, Shay Shay, for the talk today. You look very um, St. Patrick-y. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just feeling very green. Very green, the nails, the dress. Mm -hmm. this thing. You look great. Thank you. Thank you all. <laughs> well, guys, um, we would love to hear your thoughts. As always, you know, follow us, leave a comment, tell us some topics you guys would like to hear us discuss. We love to hear from you. Um, follow our Instagram. This is just my opinion underscore podcast. And then follow our individual pages. Mine is Cassie underscore in underscore progress. I said my Instagram is they call me Nico. Uh, all right. And yeah, guys, um, thank you for joining us. If you've been listening up to now, you're a real one. And I guess we will check you guys out in our next episode. Bye. Bye.